foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. As believers, our identity is in Christ. It's not based on our personal goodness or our worth. And today, we really have a huge identity crisis sweeping the world, not just our nation. It is really sweeping the world. And Christians are struggling just as much with this identity crisis because we don't know who we are in Christ. It doesn't matter what time in history that we live, Janie, because if we can look back at the nation of Israel and see that they had identity crisis too. They didn't know who they were as a nation that was God's. That's a great example to take us back to because that's a history. And we can look at how they moved forward while they were really moving backwards. Yeah. So they crossed the red. Well, first of all, they had been in bondage like an unbeliever to the world. Right. And God said, I've got a purpose and a plan for you. So I'm going to give you a supernatural way of escape. And that is they let them escape through the Red Sea and the enemy was swallowed up. Right. That's like our redemption. That's like being brought out of death and into the life. They had a supernatural way of escape. Okay. And they thought, wonderful, marvelous, because we know we're headed to Canaan now, the land of promise. Right. We're headed for the good stuff. We're headed for the risen life. And yet things didn't go quite the way they planned. And when life wasn't a bowl full of cherries, they went back to their old way of just griping, and they forgot the misery of being in total bondage. And many times we have forgotten the misery, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. That's right. And by his grace, he has also given us the door of deliverance through the cross, where he took all the punishment that held us as slaves. Right. And he delivered us from that bondage. And yet we choose to go back to that bondage many times in our own thinking. And Sharon, a point needs to be made here. When we accept to live the walk of faith, that's not that we take on faith for one time and then we never have to worry about faith again. Right. Faith is moment by moment, obstacle by obstacle. What we don't understand, we have to have a fresh measure of faith. It is a moment-by-moment walk. And if we get too busy with secondary diversions, we fail to walk by faith moment-by-moment. Because we're just too busy. Yes. And so practically, Sharon, I don't know how you apply it in your life, but when I recognize my feathers are ruffled Mm -hmm. or the inner peace that I know already dwells within me, 
I have to stop what I'm doing, no matter how pressed I think I am, and come aside, get quiet, maybe for five minutes, maybe for a half an hour, it depends, and acknowledge my fear, my unknowns of how to resolve, mm-hmm. then praising God for the solution that he already has provided. Never forget to praise. And with thanksgiving and rejoice, as he tells us in Thessalonians, rejoice evermore. It's not rejoice when you feel good. Right. It's rejoice in all things. Because he has a positive purpose in what we see as being totally negative. And that's a good point I just thought of, Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) A positive purpose. (laughs) Yes. For even the negative things. Yes, because we serve a positive God that makes himself known through his spirit who always is taking all things for a positive purpose. Many times it's to take us down of our own confidence into being upward and looking to him for what good he wants to bring out of what appears so bad. Right. And right. instead we just focus on the bad. Right. But in our thinking Fear can rob us of that identity of who we are in Christ. Right. And so that then we live in fear and, and chaos and struggle, and we're not a good testimony to those around us who don't know him. Well, Sharon, you know, because of the cross and accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior, we are a new you. I think you quoted the yeah. verse earlier, Second yes. Corinthians, a new you. So let's just maybe give three hopes of encouragement that are guaranteed hopes of what we get when we become the new you. Okay. So we receive a new heart. Now, it's not the physical not organ. New, not a new organ. Not a new organ, but it's the ability to see and hear what Jesus wants us to understand about being in his family. Some of us don't have a a good family background. We don't have good memories of Mm -hmm. growing up. And so we don't necessarily see a positive thing of being in a family. Right. And then I will say for those of you who are only children, in other words, you were the only child, Many times you don't know what it's like to have the joy of fussing and feuding and fighting with your siblings. (laughs) Joy. (laughs) The Lord says, count all things joy. I'm just going from what the truth is. All right. So we have new creatures in Christ. Sharon, we have changed our position of who we are. We're no longer a dead man with no hope, but we have a new heart and the enemy will do anything to keep us under his thumb rather than being under the empowerment of God's eternal power through the Holy Spirit. Okay. So that word empowerment is really important, Sharon, because have you ever stopped to think, and I've said it, so I'm guilty, that we need to be under the Spirit's control? And I've heard it from some very distinguishing people who love the Lord and are in positions of authority. But control is a tool of the enemy where he gets and he thinks, feels, influences, and does everything on a person for his destructive motives. Okay. So we don't use the word control when we're talking about the Spirit's abilities. We use the word empowerment because the Holy Spirit empowers us to do what Christ has already done in us. 
Okay. So we've got the position of Jesus Christ's finished work and his resurrection. Now the Holy Spirit empowers us to live what is already ours. Right, right. Well, that totally makes more sense than being a robot controlled by a remote of the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I, I don't like remote controls in any facet. But now... We have now said that we've also received this new life that's in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And Sharon, because we have a new life, the Holy Spirit gives us new desires to want to think and do according to how Jesus Christ wants us to do. Right. Our our very inner being changes. Now, that's not instantaneous. That doesn't mean he's in there and immediately there's no longer a struggle. But it means there is a desire to change. Right. You know, you're raising kids. You see the kids' desires in wanting to grow up and take on more responsibility, Mm -hmm. to take on more privileges, to learn new things. Right. And if that desire works even in the natural mind of a child wanting to grow up, how much more so should it work in the divine nature of having a new nature with new desires, because we have a new source, a new position, a new power. A new life. A new life, yes. And then we've talked a little bit about it, but I'm going to reiterate that we have a new way of thinking. And some of that thinking, Sharon, is scary because the Lord is saying, I'm going to have you walk through waters that you've never had to walk through before. Well, you read The Fellowship of His Suffering... And then you remember that he says, and my ways are not your ways. Exactly. Now, you know, I have to go back and just be a little joyful in this. I do love the fact when he says that you will know me and the power of my resurrection. And then I squirm a little when he says the fellowship of his sufferings. Mm-hmm. And Sharon, that's where we really have to implement the life of faith. Because if he says, I'm going to allow various trials in James 1 of different natures for the perfecting of your faith, then to go against that and try to find a substitute to get around applying that portion of Scripture Mm -hmm. is really devilish, if not certainly soulish. And yet that's why so many of us are living a defeated life. We want to find a way around our problems, when, as the Lord says, according to 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, your way is to go through the yes. problem, yes. not around, under, or over, but to go through. And you know, Janie, I found that when I go through trials, hardships, struggles, that I grow closer to the Lord when I rely on Him through that process. My heart changes, my thinking changes, I grow confident in Him as He takes me through those difficulties that I would not know how to go through on my own. And that is why we need to take the pleasure of being responsible to guard our hearts so that we don't allow the enemy to subtly come in and entrap us. Okay. So as a new creature in Christ, we receive a new heart, a new life, and a new mind. And that new identity is in Christ. 
And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHarts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.